0: Happy Friday and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for January 26, 2024, the fourth and final Friday of the month and the beginning of another big weekend, starting it off with National Spouses Day, designed to encourage married couples to show appreciation for each other, which really should be every day, right? Take an extra moment to make that person feel special is what today is all about. Don't forget, Valentine's Day, which is kind of the same thing, but is for all lovers, for everybody. Not only married people, is less than a month away. On the food calendar, today is National Peanut Brittle Day, invented in America in the late 1800s after the Civil War with the rise of popularity in peanuts with soldiers. History also says it was invented by mistake when a taffy recipe went horribly wrong, creating peanut brittle instead. And be very careful eating it because something could go horribly wrong with your teeth as well. If you're traveling this weekend, the Midwest and the Northeast are or will be getting more snow, which could mean more travel delays and problems. Even if you're headed to a place with better weather, delays and or cancellations could impact air travel everywhere. You know how the domino effect happens with air travel. The NFL's AFC and NFC Championship games are this Sunday. The Lions and 49ers play in San Francisco. The weather should be okay there. Kansas City and Baltimore play in In Baltimore, or Baltimore is how the people that live there say it, they're expecting rain because it'll be in the 40s so they won't get snow. And the NFL announced that for the third year in a row, it will be hosting a night of pride during Super Bowl week in honor of their LGBTQ fans. I was giving you some time to react. And in the other headlines this morning, and yes, there are several major stories. The presidential race, President Biden's beer speech in Minnesota yesterday. Holy cow. And the former president testifying under oath. But the two major stories unfolding today. Number one, the United Nations top court issuing a preliminary ruling on whether or not Israel has committed genocide in Gaza which could force Israel to halt its military actions. The alleged genocide is a case brought against Israel by South Africa. This is International Court of Justice President Judge Joan E. Donahue. The state of Israel shall take all measures within its power to prevent and punish the direct and public incitement to commit genocide in relation to members of the Palestinian
1: group in the Gaza
0: Strip. The international court demanded that Israel take more steps to prevent acts of genocide against Palestinians, but they did stop short of ordering them to halt military operations in Gaza. So the offensive goes on, as does the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Story number two which is the number one story here at home in the United States, the ongoing conflict between the White House and the state of Texas over border security. Obviously, this has been a huge story now for a few years, but this week we had a Supreme Court decision ruling against Texas, then Governor Abbott's constitutional response, then President Biden's response. Here's Newsmax's resident Texan, Chris Salcedo.
1: Joe Biden and Obama's minions have a solemn duty to protect our people from harm. Yet they have allowed millions of illegal foreign nationals from 168 countries, many with criminal and terrorist records to flow into our country unvetted from the very beginning. Humanitarian and Texas law enforcement groups have informed us how Joe Biden and the Democrats policies have led to a massive spike in illegal alien deaths in his first year in office. Those deaths shot up 24% and it's only gotten worse, just as all life in America has only gotten worse under Democrat rule. At the height of the China virus pandemic, Joe Biden and his Democrats released illegal aliens into Texas who were infected with a highly contagious and life-threatening disease. Most of the compromised press in an effort to cover up for Democrat treachery has stopped reporting the infected numbers of illegal aliens they say illegal aliens have a right to privately place American citizens' health at risk. The Democrats and the Biden regime agree. Those in the border patrol who swore an oath to protect our nation, who unlike Democrats, want to keep that oath, have been sounding the alarm about the biggest crisis of all, the national security crisis. Millions of unvetted illegal aliens have been allowed to break into America. Terrorist encounters at the border have skyrocketed under Joe Biden's Marxist regime. But the threat goes beyond your run-of-the-mill terrorist. America's enemies like China, Mother Russia, and Iran, just to name a few, have undoubtedly taken advantage of the Democrats' fondness for filthy communists. Indeed, we don't know how many foreign military terrorists, narco-terrorists, or bloodthirsty gangs have gained access to our nation courtesy of lawless Democrats, but we see the results. Illegal aliens committed 1,178 assaults and domestic violence crimes in 2021 alone, which represented a more than 400% increase from 2020. Homicide or manslaughter convictions uh, attributed to illegal aliens also skyrocketed by 1,900%. It's only gotten worse. Joe Biden and his lawless regime is using a Supreme Court decision against Arizona, the fight about SB 1070, as a predicate for doing all of this to us. Bush appointee John Roberts sided with leftists on the court, handing down a decision that left-wing extremists are using to allege the executive branch has the authority to no longer adhere to laws passed by Congress. Governor Abbott addressed this too, quote, President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry. President Biden has sent his lawyers and federal courts to suit Texas for taking action to secure the border. President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is to allow, illegally allow, their en masse parole into the United States, end quote. While Abbott declares Joe Biden in violation of the Constitution, Mitch McConnell and other alleged Republicans are conspiring with Democrats to make sure this nation is burdened with massive illegal immigration, whether our people want it or not. McConnell is quietly pressuring GOP senators to promise their support for his border bill before we the people even see it. Multiple media reports say the secret amnesty bill is largely complete. The Biden regime wants roughly 15 billion of your taxpayer dollars to transport, feed, house, and hide illegal aliens from the public's prying eyes.
0: Chris Salcedo and the Chris Salcedo Show, weekday afternoons at four o'clock Eastern
2: on Newsmax, followed by Frontline with Carl Higbee. Imagine this for a second. There's migrants breaking into your house, harming your family, giving your kids drugs, coming into your kitchen, eating the food out of your fridge. Now, the Homeowners Association is coming around just unlocking your door willy-nilly after you kept locking it. And the Supreme Court told you that it's totally legal for them to do that for the next six months while they litigate the merits of this case. So you have to let them keep unlocking your door. They said, they said nothing about these people illegally entering your house, though. They just ruled on your front door. I mean, what do you do? That's literally what's happening in Texas right now. It's that simple. So you, the homeowner being Texas, what are your options? And I'll pose this question to you, Amy Coney Barrett. She was the tie-breaking vote on that Supreme Court order. Imagine if a court told you, Amy, that the homeowners association can keep unlocking your door while they wait to hear your case maybe six months from now. What do you do? Do you defend your house? Your kids are getting killed by fentanyl. People are illegally entering your house, destroying your living room. Not all of them are bad, but they're taking over your office, your den, they're sleeping on the floor. What do you do, Amy? Seriously. The Homeowners Association, in light of your court ruling, now has control over the ability to lock your front door. What is the breaking point for you to defy that court order, Amy Coney Barrett? Do you tell your husband to go get his gun, to call his friends, to stop the Homeowners Association from coming onto your property and unlocking your front door? Do you tell your husband to start kicking these people out of your house? Do you call the cops? Oh, wait, they can't respond because they're so busy dealing with it at every other house because of the Homeowners Association, because of your order. They also have nowhere to put all these people. You on the Supreme Court, that's what you just did. You set this in motion. I mean, I know what I would do if the safety of my family was on the line. I'd tell the Supreme Court to pound sand, kind of like Governor Abbott is doing. I would defend my family and my home because that's my right. It's not only in the Constitution. It's backed up by a dozen other court decisions, laws to self-defense, and a ton of property rights litigation. That's how Texas feels. And what I don't get is why the Supreme Court isn't forcing the Biden administration to actually enforce the law. Where's that ruling? Oh, Carl, that matter's not in front of the court. Yes, it is. That is the root of this problem. Not enforcing the law is breaking the law. I get pulled over for a speeding ticket, then the cop sees, I don't know, maybe my... car registration is expired. I have to go to court to contest the speeding ticket that I got pulled over for. Guess what the court's going to say? Carl, your registration has expired too. Can I tell the court that, oh, that's not why I was pulled over. Therefore that issue is not in front of the court. No, I can't do that. The court's going to find me for both things in the same hearing. The same thing should apply here. You can't address the concern of cutting barbed wire in a vacuum. That's what they want to do as the Supreme Court, but the border not a courtroom. It's a real place where real bad things are actually happening. Now, the law says Article 4, Section 4 of the, uh, the Constitution says the United States shall guarantee at every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. Over 50 counties in Texas have declared this an invasion. You, Amy Coney Barrett, just ruled that doesn't matter. I mean, we defend Ukraine's border 5,000 miles away with $130 billion, Israel's border with three carrier battle groups and who knows how many troops, Iraq and Afghanistan borders with thousands of American lives, trillions of dollars, millions to build border walls in Oman and Jordan on the other side of the world. And for us, they send a couple agents down there with bolt cutters to keep it open. Are you mad yet? I sure am.
0: That's Carl Higby, host of Frontline at 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. I know those two segments were a little long, but it is really important to hear all of that in context. There are so many important moving parts. And the way the border issue became a problem for the entire country, not only the border states, now the political and legal issue surrounding Texas is not just about Texas, it's now an issue for the entire country. If you use any social media at all, you see the list of states, and people supporting Texas continues to grow.
3: Welcome to Rob Schmidt tonight. A government can only inflict so much pain on its people before they inevitably start to fight back. And tonight there is a conflict brewing in South Texas between the Lone Star State run by enraged patriots and the Biden White House run by ideological zealots working to sow as much chaos as possible so they can radically alter our country. As Biden has decimated our national security and our sovereignty by corrupting our asylum laws, Texas is pushing back, setting up its own defense. Last week, the Supreme Court sided with the Biden regime in a shock decision that we hope was made out of concern for precedent and not this specific case. But as it stands... Right now, we have the state of Texas blocking Border Patrol from pulling in migrants at Eagle Pass. And we have Border Patrol ripping down Texas's own barriers as the state tries to protect itself because the federal government has disappeared from doing one of the most important jobs that it has. And Border Patrol is doing this, of course, at the direction of Biden and Mayorkas, some very good people working under some very, very bad people. And in this moment, here is the governor of Texas.
4: Texas has the constitutional authority to do exactly what we're doing because the authors of the constitution, they knew there would be times when the federal government does not do its job and states have a right of self-defense. And that right of self-defense is established in Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. And Texas is relying upon the authority written into the Constitution for us to be able to secure our border uh, and enact self-defense. It's
3: honestly amazing this is all happening right now. It's amazing that the federal government has just disappeared. The Supreme Court's decision doesn't prevent Texas from installing the wire, but it allows the federal government to remove it a decision that furthers the conflict between Texas and the federal government. Today, 25 red state governors announced their support for Texas. And right there, you see a visual of the divide that we have in this country, a country that is divided in so many ways. This as two Democrats from Texas, along with House husband Beto O'Rourke, asked the Biden regime to take over the Texas National Guard. Can you imagine something like that happening? The federal government takes over a National Guard of a sovereign state. The federal government can continue destroying Texas and the country that way, shredding the country's culture, making it easier to break down and rule, making it easier for them to win elections, which, of course, is what this is all about. They want to radically change your country for their betterment. That is Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt Tonight.
0: This is White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, in yesterday's White House briefing.
4: The bottom line here is that we need changes in policy, we need funding, and that's what the conversations are happening in the Senate, and so that's incredibly important. We do not need political stunts.
0: Political stunts. It's always political stunts. And Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is one of several Democrat governors that say their cities can't handle the load anymore.
4: We have migrants that arrive from Texas virtually every day, uh, hundreds, and uh, we don't have places to put them. We don't have enough shelter space here. That
0: was from ABC's This Week, and you can be sure this will be a major, major topic of discussion or debate on this weekend's news program's Pritzker, unlike some of the other Democrat governors, isn't pointing the finger at President Biden. He just wants Governor Abbott to stop sending the migrants to his city. When we've asked him to stop sending people because of the weather, because the dangerous nature of this uh, winter
4: Uh, storm that we're experiencing now. He's refused to stop sending them.
0: This is all happening as Congress continues negotiating funding and policy for the border, which is also holding up funding for Ukraine and Israel. It is unlikely that any agreement will be made today in Washington. Meanwhile, former President Donald Trump was back in a New York courtroom yesterday, testified in his own defense in the defamation suit brought against him by former advice columnist E. Jean Carroll, who Trump says he has no idea of who she even is. Certainly another big story in mainstream media. Former Judge Andrew Napolitano weighed in on this morning's edition of Wake Up America with Rob Finity and Charlotte McBride.
4: So Trump testified for about three minutes as we know the judge wouldn't let him get a word in. What do you make of this whole thing? Well, there was a lot of excitement uh, uh, but it was a letdown just to see the former pre- I wasn't uh, there but of course I uh, I know what happened I wasn't was a letdown just to see him on the stand for three minutes. It's an extraordinary extraordinary abuse of judicial power to limit the testimony of the defendant, when so much is at stake, when he wants to get up there and tell the jury his version of events. However, this is an odd situation that we're in. Remember, he has already been found guilty of a sexual assault against this woman and not guilty of a rape. He has already, it has already been determined that he did defame her. So the only issue before the jury is, how was she harmed and how much should he pay her? Donald Trump, of course, got on the stand and said, I don't know this lady. I don't belong in the courtroom. I never met her. And you need to know that I don't know her. That's very fair for Mm -hmm. him to be able to say that. But he ought, in my opinion, he ought to have been able to elaborate on why he's in the courtroom, why this is a scam Mm -hmm. and why they shouldn't award her any damages against him. The judge prevented him from doing that. Judge. Good side of that is this is a built in appealable issue. If or when the jury uh, puts a verdict against him, some astronomical number like a previous jury did on the sexual assault case, you have a built in issue on appeal. And that issue is to the appellate court judges. The trial judge wouldn't let my client speak to the jury. That's a fundamental denial of due process.
2: This is E. Jean Carroll with Anderson Cooper in 2019 talking about this, this alleged rape. She doesn't remember when it happened, doesn't remember the day, doesn't remember the month, doesn't remember the year. But this was all inadmissible in court because of this judge. Take a listen. You don't feel like a victim.
1: I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual it just it it hurt it just what it just you know
4: but I think most people think of rape as a I mean it is a violent assault it is not I a think sexual.
1: most people think of rape as being sexy mm. let's
2: take a short think break think
1: of the fantasies
2: mm. uh judge
1: <sighs> inadmissible no, is, so it doesn't a, matter wow. in the
2: courtroom but that's who Eugeneroll
4: yeah, weird The reason the reason this is inadmissible is because the issue of was this a rape Was this a sexual assault? Did she make it up? Was it nothing? Was already decided by another jury in another trial. I honestly don't know if the other jury saw that tape. They should have seen Mm -hmm. it because that really shows that this lady's got a number of screws loose, which is basically Trump's argument. She made the whole thing up. She's got sexual fantasies in her brain. Remember what she did for a living. She was a, a gossip columnist advising
0: strangers on sex. That's former New Jersey Superior Court Judge Andrew Napolitano on Wake Up America. We already knew this, but regardless of the outcome, which I imagine won't be favorable for Donald Trump, there will be an appeal. Meanwhile, former Trump advisor Peter Navarro was sentenced yesterday. Back to Judge Napolitano, who discussed it with Chris Salcedo.
1: Ex-Trump advisor Peter Navarro sentenced today on to um, contempt of Congress charges, gets four months in prison. Now, Democrats, as you know, Judge, they play for keeps. Meantime, uh, the vote to hold Hunter Biden in contempt has been canceled by the Republicans. No consequences for Joe Biden's son. Do you support right, this double standard? And do you think Americans should support that double standard?
4: No, I, can, I condemn the double standard. I condemn sending anybody to jail where there has been no harm. There's no victim here who was harmed by what Peter Navarro did. He was harmed by the money he had to spend, and the ignominy he's had to uh, endure, and the trial he uh, had to go through. But people should not be put in jail in the United States of America for victimless crimes. This is a victimless crime, thumbing your nose uh, at uh, Congress. In terms of Hunter Biden, he was about to be held in contempt, and his very astute uh, lawyer, Abby Lowell, said, Hunter, go and testify. All you have to do is take the Fifth Amendment. You have every right uh, to assert your right to remain silent, but not showing up is going to end up with another prosecution. That's the last thing you want. And Hunter Biden took good advice from a good lawyer.
0: Again, that's former New Jersey Superior Court Judge Andrew Napolitano on Newsmax. So Hunter Biden's deposition is scheduled for February 28th, if you didn't already have that on your calendar. And it is widely expected as of now that he will take the fifth or plead the fifth. So let's shift gears a little bit to President Biden. I told you yesterday about Elon Musk's warning of China, saying, quote, China will demolish US EV sales unless trade barriers were put in place. Well, then President Biden, and it was probably more coincidence than anything else, I don't know, but Biden yesterday vetoed a bipartisan resolution introduced by Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio and others that was aimed at overturning the administration's Buy America requirements for EV charging stations. In other words, the Buy America requirement that meant they had to be purchased from a company that made them in America, not EV charging stations from China, was going to be waived. The Biden administration, the Department of Transportation specifically, wants to say, oh, don't worry about the Buy in America thing. We can buy it from China. It doesn't have to be American. And the resolution, the bipartisan resolution, wanted to stop them from doing that. But Biden vetoed it. So think about that for a moment. They have a buy America requirement. Bad for China, good for America. Then they want to waive that requirement. Good for China, bad for America. So the Senate says, hey, wait a minute. That's bad for America. And then the president vetoes it what in the world could be the reason for that i mean what's the purpose think about it why in the world would president biden want to waive the buy in america requirement and yesterday did you see the headlines that biden picked up the endorsement of the uaw the united auto workers union because he stood on a picket line with them for five minutes no They endorsed him because he gave them a ton of money and is going to give them more money so they can keep making EVs and not keep losing their shorts on making the EVs, which sales are now declining, by the way. There is a White House press briefing today, but the White House calendar has no events scheduled for President Biden. Make sure you stay up to date on all the news all weekend long on Newsmax, beginning with Wake Up America Weekend Edition at Saturday and Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday Report, America Right Now, American Agenda, Sebastian Gorka, and much, much more. Also, make sure you have the new Newsmax+. Plus. Go to Newsmaxplus.com if you haven't already signed up get signed up for a free trial that's newsmaxplus.com it includes all of your favorite hosts and shows lots of expert analysis and a lot of special programming documentaries and more thank you as always for listening to the newsmax daily i'm tony marino have a fantastic weekend doing whatever it is you love to do on the weekend and keep on fighting the good fight news breaks every minute every day